0: In the Watch Enthusiast universe, the Watch Enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast.
1: The KC and
2: John
1: John John Show! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural 20th episode. Of Casey and John John. That's right. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. And, uh, you know, as usual, before we begin, I just want to mention that um, how many listeners do we have currently, John? Uh, we've, we've come back up a little bit uh, yeah. since the Gapuk
0: debacle. Uh, <laughs> how, how it's a, it's a bit of an now. understatement to call it a debacle, if, I've, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah i would say so but yeah. but how, how many listeners do we have now john
0: um i think we're up to like
1: 9.8 9.8 yeah wow dude that's yeah. that's that's great that's you great. just need a fifth
0: of a listener to actually One reach fifth. double digits Yeah.
1: like someone's hand being in the vicinity of our podcast and we would have our 10 listeners yeah i think so yeah that's great so, I mean, thanks again, you know, to all 9.8 listeners out there. Uh, we, we appreciate you tremendously, and just thanks for logging on once again and listening to us today. Um, yeah. Before we begin, as always, we will have to mention that, uh, you know, even though we are full of knowledge, and especially I think last week, John, we really dropped a tremendous amount of knowledge. Oh, last night was... Uh, last night. Last week was easily our
0: most education. I don't know how last night was for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not go there. But last week uh, well, was indeed, last week was our indeed our, our most educational uh,
1: podcast. Just, just tremendous education all around. Yeah, and, like uh, like I think my brain grew th- two sizes that day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so you know we we still we still full of jokes and you know banter. And yeah. If you do happen to take these jokes or banter seriously, and something should happen, something unfortunate should happen to you. Um, don't don't sue us. If something good happens, uh, we will accept credit. But if something bad happens... We will um, accept
0: credit um, in the form of sponsorship.
1: Yes, that's correct. But uh, if if something bad happens, we don't take any responsibility. And you know what? Even if you want to sue us, just go ahead and sue us because we are all lawyered up. And that brings me to our lawyer who is uh, here with us today. Uh, on this the special world. occasion, actually, yes, yes. Yeah. To, this to formalize, special...
0: to formalize his uh, his appointment as our legal yes,
1: guardian. that, that is life. why he's here today. Yeah, uh, that is now on the record. Uh, hey guys, if you, Well, if yeah. you want to <laughs>
2: sue these guys, just go ahead. Because yeah, because we're lawyered up. <laughs> no man, yeah, definitely up. not for me. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: you know, welcome aboard, Marsh. Uh, you wanna. Yeah, uh, it, it's been a while since the last episode. I think episode 16 was the one you were on. Mm. So that's about exactly one month, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, time really flies. Yeah, dude. Yeah, when you're are, having are you fun. To, are you planning to make monthly appearances, Marshall?
2: I don't know. It really depends on... It depends on you and uh, John. John actually. But you're going to have this a lot of free time fun. coming up soon, aren't you? Uh, well, well, not exactly. But yeah, I... Uh, at the time of this recording, actually, I just left my job as a lawyer, so if you want you to, to, be these guys, to be full-time Casey and John Lawyer. I take no responsibility for these two so. <laughs> fuckers,
1: but yeah. So, so Marshall has joined the Fun Employment Club. Very fun, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. With, with John. So there are two members on this podcast right now who are fun employed. Uh, but Mark, before we begin, you know, like, you want to you wanna tell us a little bit about, you know, um, what, Your what future plans, plans you yeah. have? Yeah, going yeah.
2: Forward. Uh, I think I made a very uh, tiny little announcement. I think it was a couple of weeks back. I'm um, already, uh, like I said, i resigned. I'm going to take the Matic block full time. So, yeah, I'm already, so yesterday, I mean, today is what today's. What is it today? Today is uh, sixteen today. Of the time of the recording. Yeah. So I just left my job yesterday, and I'm already, you know, full steam ahead. I'm already working on a few things for dramatic blog. Mm-hmm. Um, really exciting stuff coming up. A few collaborations. Foreshadowing. And yeah, you know, you know, I think you guys yeah. gotta wait for maybe three more weeks, and then we'll have a huge announcement. Yeah. So, so that's for. A, yeah, so that's for as going well. there. Or? yeah i'm not gonna spill too. i i'm not gonna spill all the beans in one go but uh you'll see you will see something okay. working out for sure yeah
1: cool 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 okay so uh we're, we're we'll start uh, as always uh with our weekly segment of the week uh, would you like to introduce our segment john what why do we let why do we let our guests introduce our segment yeah let's let's test him yeah what how how much of a listener are you Marshall do you know our weekly segment of the week no I don't <laughs> this is, this is, a trend. I, this I is only, disappointing
2: full disclosure I only listen I only listen to your podcast well I'm doing my commute so that's pretty much about it One, you should listen yeah. to us before you sleep will, no will, I don't will, want to get we'll give you pleasant dreams no 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 that's not true
0: uh, dude, uh, dude, our, our
1: I podcast is that. way too scintillating and titillating and other words that end with lating like exhilarating for uh for you to listen to before you go to bed it gets me it gets me thinking about the things that i don't want to
2: remember so no, nah, this it's is fun. this is
0: like an alternative to like bedtime stories man
1: or like lullabies no, it's, it's too exciting this is a thriller man it's, this this is too exciting to listen it's to thriller, before <laughs> torture <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. yes our uh, since since our our guest apparently doesn't know what mm-hmm. our weekly segment of the week is uh our weekly segment of the week is cliche corner and this is where we discuss you know common watch related cliches and our cliche this week is the very commonly used term called strap monster so what is a strap monster, John? Can I, we, we always love your description of, of these cliches. So could you tell me what a strap monster is? No expectations, no pressure. I'm not putting you on the spot. Just, just you know.
0: Can I, can, I just, want to... can I just say, I was actually thinking about this last night where I actually maybe need to switch it up a bit where, you know, I just get straight into the actual description of what the cliche is. Dude, this, um, it's up to you, man. And well, our, our cliche being the strap monster is actually a monster that you kind of strap onto, well, yourself. It, it depends on whatever part that you want to. Um, yeah, no, no it's, not, really. it's not. for us to dictate and like. Yeah, exactly. Um, no judgments. But yeah, and and a monster can be whatever you choose. Uh, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: That's that's actually the only monster I can think of now. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see you perform well under pressure, John. <laughs> I
2: think you be a lo- I, mean, I think John would make a good you, lawyer. Usually, <laughs> should...
1: yeah, yeah,
2: hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know,
0: any anything that requires high, um, you know, performing under high stress situations. Yeah, like yeah. being yeah. a legal guardian, surgeon, yeah.
2: surgeon, <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> legal guardian. There yeah, you go, uh, John. Gave... Like my... no, <laughs> no, no, sir.
1: <laughs> okay, so the, the, that, that, that's definitely one interpretation of uh, the term strap monster uh, and, and yep. as usual, no judgments here. Uh, yeah. if, if that's what you want to call a strap monster, go yep. ahead. Uh, but I think the more commonly uh, the more commonly used term uh, for, for strap monster, or I mean at least the more commonly used meaning of it is a watch that just sort of fits any strap that you want to put it on. Yeah. So you can put it on a NATO, you can put it on the bracelet, on a leather strap, and it kinda of just works on You can put it on a band. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, that god, no. Put it oh, on god, a god no, no no no. That's where so you know,
2: go.
1: <laughs> there are watches that are strap monsters. Most straps are watch monsters in the sense that they'll fit a lot of watches. But the bund... the bund is just a monster. Stra- <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> and not yeah. the good kind of monster. No, yeah. It's a bad kind of monster. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, so that's a strap monster. And, and I think a lot of people use it basically as a catch-all term to sort of define any watch that is generally a simple, plain color with simple markers and hands. And in order to excuse this lack of taste, uh, they just call that watch a strap monster and say, oh, look, it fits everything. Yeah. Because it's so <clears throat> nondescript and has no character of its own. So what strap monsters have you got, Casey? Um, the speedmaster, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you can see where I was going with this. Uh, I have definitely called the the speedmaster a uh, strap monster uh, many, many times, because it is true. It is like I've described. It is plain black. It is. It just has white hands and markers. Yeah, and it. It's stainless steel, so it'll pretty much fit any strap that you want to put it on because it's so boring and nondescript. So yeah, that's that's a strap monster from my personal collection. Uh, another strap monster of mine, I think, would be my Seiko Five. I'm mm-hmm. uh, sorry, not uh, Seiko Five, no, no. my Dress Dress KX. Because as, as you so enjoy uh, term mm, Another week uh, goes
0: by where I have to
1: hear about that damn watch the, again. The, the Dresky X is such a magnificent watch that is capable of being worn with any strap and effortlessly matches the situation, rising to the occasion of any sort of situation that it may encounter.
0: So Marshall, what yes.
2: about you? Have you got any strap monsters? <laughs> no, no. Actually, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a bit of a, I don't know. I'm, 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 my from my observation, it seems like a lot of people would call like what Casey said. You know, a strap monster is basically a watch that is so neutral in design and color, you can literally put on anything. But how would you define that exactly? Because if you think about, you know, brands like maybe a Patek Philippe. Color Trava, mm-hmm. you know it's so neutral, and and you can literally put on any strap. But what do you think about you know people putting it on like NATO straps? And I just want to pick your brains a little bit because a lot I've seen people referring it to a referring to the the Color Trava as a strap monster, right? And I just cringe a little bit. But yeah, um, I,
1: don't know. yeah. I wouldn't call the Color Trava a strap monster. Because, personally speaking, because
2: if you look at other more neutral designs, like for example. Daniel Wellington, they go on the NATO strap. Excuse me, what? Sorry. Yeah, so uh, I'm just I'm just what, trying what, to like what? <laughs> I'm sorry, we, we don't talk
0: about that here. Ah, okay. We don't well, do that here.
1: I am not familiar with this. With it's, this fine, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. We, Daniel Dellington?
2: what? No, no, no. Uh, beef Wellington, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. beef Wellington. Yeah. That's strange. I have never put a strap on a beef Wellington mm, before. Okay,
2: okay. Fair, no.
1: fair. <laughs> but I mean, back back to what you were saying, you know, I, I just feel that dress watches don't necessarily make for good strap monsters.
2: Mm, I and agree for
1: the for the reasons that you mentioned, you know, it's kind of weird to see a very intricate, fancy dress watch on a NATO strap. I mean, that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't work very well on a rubber strap either. Um, it it does need to be a watch that's sort of versatile, and you can dress up and down, like the Tresca X, which is you know a tremendously versatile. Uh, you can interrupt me anytime you want, John, because uh, I don't know where I'm going with this one either. Then don't go anywhere. Okay, <laughs> I won't go anywhere. So, John, what what strap monsters do you have?
0: Uh, off the top of my head, that would be the Rolex Explorer Two. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because like that that literally fits. Pretty much any NATO strap, uh, you can chuck it on a leather strap. You can chuck it on a rubber a rubber strap, and it just it just works somehow. Like it's it's just great.
1: Okay, yeah. uh, that that's a, the one that you have is a white dial, right?
0: Yeah, the white dial one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think I've, I, I, I've, I, I feel that that actually works more of a strap monster compared to the black dial one for some for some reason. Maybe it's, maybe it's my personal bias. Um, but yeah, I, I to to me that's. That's my
1: strap monster. Okay, that, yeah. that's I, I. think a lot <clears> of strap <throat> monsters tend to be black dials, typically. Hmm. But uh, I think a plain white dial definitely works well yeah. as well. Uh, except you know, a white dial obviously stands out more mm-hmm. if you're going to put it on a dark strap compared to uh, a black dial. The thing is, it's also not that
0: plain. Like, mm,
1: yeah, yeah, it's got a little bit still of has color on it.
0: A bit of color, yeah. Um,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, that's true. So, like, I think the, be... it's different... Yeah, sorry. I think they tend to be more sporty models as well. I don't know. What do you guys think? Because yeah, if you look yeah, at the, yeah. I know God forbid, but if you look at the Submariners and stuff like that, I do think that they look good on leather straps, yeah. vintage ones. Yep. Um, I think that kind of aesthetic really brings out, I think, yeah, it brings out the, the characteristics of the strap. You know, I think it just fits so well. I think but, like cloth canvas straps as well. Yeah. This
1: works. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know all the all submariners, all the Rolexes, I think, tend to be more versatile because they're a lot slimmer, mm. so they do fit well with a lot of different straps. True. Um, modern submariners are just a little bit too chunky for you to put on certain straps. Yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So okay, cool. That's 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 cliche corner for the week. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we all apparently have strap monsters, uh, mm. even though Marshall refuses to acknowledge it. Uh, mm, I have one, but I cannot, I cannot disclose. <laughs> You cannot see stay. this this sort of um, adherence to confidentiality is why we have so much confidence in you as our legal guardian. Oh no because you're just tremendously responsible from a legal perspective. Uh, before you can rebut that, uh, we'll move on <laughs> to uh, you know a segment that is sort of recurring. Uh, we, we mention it once in a while whenever it happens. but we're trying to stay up to date on on the latest things that happen, right John? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, And And what's happened this week?
0: And, like, once again, um, as like last week's uh, episode, um, we are actually providing proper breaking news once again. Um, This news, as the time of recording, just came out yesterday. And it is. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna talk about more of what this kind of news is?
1: More of what this kind of news is? You mean yeah. breaking news? Yeah. Like what what your wait, hold on. Uh we've got all sorts of you know We've recent, got all kinds <laughs> Yeah, all kinds of recent news going on, right? Yeah, we do. We have so many things happening in the world. Like like uh <clears throat> on an unrelated tangent uh did you guys read about how malaysia has gone on the news again recently yes mm. uh so there was this stadium in, in here in Kedah, my homeland uh where it was uh named after a small time like party official
0: yeah it was he was and like a it... civil servant or something like like no no like High-ranking position or even medium-ranking position, like a, a very yeah. lowly-ranking official.
1: Yeah, and and, and and it was so the stadium was named after him, but with his name in reverse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and um, he he has now come out and claimed that no, this stadium is not named after me. Uh, this name that is very obviously my name in reverse is actually a, a mix of Arabic and Spanish or Greek.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. I think it.
1: And that's, I think that's it actually that's verbatim. Like he actually said Spanish or Greek. He like,
0: wasn't sure. Some someone put it through um, Google Translate because you can actually do that to fact check. And that's right. It, like it, it turned out to be like Hungarian for waste or something like that. If I remember, <laughs> if I remember correctly, <laughs> like I like I read this on Reddit. Okay. Um oh, And it, like I think it was it was like Hungarian for
1: for waste.
0: Yeah. Which so, uh, for very accurate. It's-
1: this bit of news got picked up by the international news media, and once again, you know, we're Malaysia's on the news for for this fantastic story, and yep. which just makes me so happy, so proud. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, tre- tremendously. I mean, it's, proud. it's not like it's not
0: like Malaysia has ever been on the news for anything negative or bad that happened. Mm-hmm.
1: So no, mm-hmm. no, never. Definitely not any news of, uh, you know, shamans trying to uh, cast spells to look for lost planes. Definitely yeah. something that's never mm, happened mm. in our very advanced and developed country. And but, anyway, can, we, yeah, get, can so we get back to actual breaking news? So, <laughs> like, this actual within within the Watch universe, at least. <laughs> so, in this actual bit of breaking news, uh, once again, our, our friends at uh, Hodinki have, have once again come up with a limited edition Watch watch a, li- uh, a
0: collaboration
1: a col- in, yeah. in collaboration with um bread, bread white. white yeah so yeah, this is so- the
0: so this is the bread white uh and Ho donkey 91.44 meters uh <laughs> navy <laughs> navy specification watch hey actually, actually actually we actually we don't have to we don't have to change the name for this. it's like no we um don't. we have a lawyer.
1: Yeah, we do. No, we yeah, do, no, we, do. we don't. So we, no. you know what, <laughs> hodinky. Ho- if you want to sue us, go please ahead. go ahead. Yeah, sue these. Or oh, oh, blompang. I'm just a blank guess. Blank. Yeah. Oh, sorry. White, white, white bread means blomp. I'm sorry. Bread, bread white, white is blompang. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I like blank <laughs> blank. <laughs> <laughs> uh Please sponsor us, blompang. <laughs> but um. Anyway, they, they've released, as you mentioned, uh, the ninety, however many meters, which uh, yeah. corresponds with fifty fathoms, yeah. in the uh, you know the ever excellent imperial system of measurements. Yeah, um, it's so unfathomable. What... <laughs> wow, <laughs> fantastic! So, what, what what is this watch exactly, John? Um,
0: so, it I believe it's, it's supposed to be like one of the first dive watches um, that was invented. Um, for diving. divers <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good, good job good reading comprehension skills there yeah and uh so this this watch particularly uh included the dive bezel as we all are familiar with um mm-hmm. it's also got a moisture indicator with like a white and an orange like a white and orange
1: uh circle on the dial yeah, yeah. Uh and I think the white and, part turns orange, right? If there is exposure to yeah, water. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And just, you know, simple ind- simple indices all loomed. Uh
1: simple hands yeah, no.
0: all loomed as well, and the bezels loomed as well.
1: Pretty much uh, your <laughs> classic fifty fathoms that uh Blancpain has been releasing for a while now. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um but but specifically for the key Limited Edition. Mm-hmm. Um and this is this is a feature that obviously I, I love. No yeah. date. Mm-hmm. And especially because like on, on this watch, um just the regular editions, uh the date is at four thirty, which is uh, ridiculous. Travesty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Agreed. Like um, I either put a... it at I either
0: put it at three or six or just don't.
1: Is there anything else that sort of differentiates this from the typical fifty Fathoms? um I'm not sure actually I don't think I don't think there's
0: anything particularly different to it I don't I think the size
1: the size might be the same as well um I I think the markers may be a little bit different as well I think the typical 50 fathoms has applied markers right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm again I'm, I'm not I'm not sure and again
0: we're here to bring you the news like just if you, if you want to find out every everything Uh, Like exact information, just go and look
2: Mm
1: -hmm. it up yourself, man. Yeah, but what what do you think of this latest collab, Marsh? I think from an aesthetic
2: standpoint, I'm actually a fan of the aesthetic of the Fifty Fathoms for this particular edition. Um, Mm -hmm. You cannot deny it's actually a very nice looking watch. But yeah, agreed. I tried it many times when I was in London, but the size just doesn't doesn't sit too well on my wrist, my puny.
1: Mm -hmm bitch wrists so yeah um, i think the typical one's like 43 mm or something yeah and it's really thick it's extremely yeah. thick so yeah. apart from
2: the aesthetics i think it's a little bit expensive for what it is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i'm i'm already uh, i mean i already have the uh so there's actually a cheap like there's actually a seiko version of it if you guys recall it's yeah. the uh snzh 57 or something mm-hmm. it has it's, it's like 55 fathoms isn't it yeah, they call it the 55 yeah. fathoms. The, mod, the modding community does that. Yeah. And I don't know, that. That's um, I, I think that that's kept me satisfied for a long time. And yeah, I think it's a great looking watch, really. Yeah. Um, I just don't see how the price could actually justify something like this. It's so thick, it's not wearable. Perhaps it's a. Uh, I mean, probably and most likely, it's built with pragmatism in mind and not so much for the average consumer. But yeah, you cannot you cannot um, take away the fact that it's a
1: very handsome looking watch. It's just too thick. <laughs> I think yeah. I think in general the whole Blancpain like the the price point uh, price yeah. the price at point price at which they oh, oh, okay. at are which you thinking about beer operate, right now? So. I I am uh, the the price point at which they operate is is kind of high because firstly you know heritage mm. yeah. and also the, the movements that they use are yeah. kind of nice. They're they higher end movements, very which much are so. Yes. Cool. yes, and and. I think in this case as well, there's a specific winding rotor that you're using that has Blancpain and Hodinkee key on it. So it's yeah. kind of neat. That's kind of neat. Yeah, it has uh, a yeah, <coughs> it's solid gold,
2: right? And then there's some sort of a coating. I think it's called NEC. Platinum de- is
1: derived from platinum, something like that. Okay. Yeah, something like that. But it ends up being a sort of matte gray. Sort yeah, of graph, yeah. Which yeah. is. It's a very interesting cool. looking rotor.
2: Mm, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, the, like
0: the, pre- the, even the previous, uh, was it the cap?
2: Yeah, yeah collaboration with
0: Hodinkee. Mm-hmm. I, I like, prefer that that was one. Also, that was also very well done. And, um, yes, I, I'm a bigger fan of that one oh, versus see. this. And once again, from a from a visual standpoint, I think I think we can all agree that they're great looking watches. Uh, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a well formed and well designed uh, collab by Hodinkee yeah. and Blancpain. Blanc once mm-hmm. again.
1: Yep. <clears throat> Which, which just goes to show what they can achieve when they actually try. Yeah. Yeah. But uh in this case I think the selling price was uh fourteen thousand and uh US dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they also also yeah, as you would expect, you know, apparently yeah. sold out in the first like what half an hour or so. 20, Twenty minutes actually. Twenty yeah. minutes, yeah. 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 So um. you know, if if you're listening to this and it intrigues you and you now want to buy one, um sorry mike, you're a bit too late. Uh, yeah. I think two hundred was allocated to the shop. Um, the yeah. remaining fifty
2: pieces have been shipped to the boutiques. So I don't know if mm-hmm. you still have a chance.
1: Perhaps you can, you know, you still
2: have a chance of um, like twenty all... <laughs> yeah. percent.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But you you can always find it on eBay for double the price in a couple of days. So that's our little bit on breaking news and actual breaking t- news. On actual actual yeah. breaking news. So, today's our twentieth episode, yes. and uh, that's, that's kind of special because it very it's special. a round number. Yeah, you know, and round numbers are always special. So, what what are we uh, what are we gonna talk about today on this very special twentieth episode?
0: So, we're actually gonna talk about how we got started. Um, so, not in not origins. for this podcast, yeah, our mm-hmm. origin story into collecting watches. Oh.
1: Mm, mm. And, and we did take um some some answers from our listeners as well. Yes. In order to because because we stuff.
0: value we value what their um experiences are and we want to share it with the rest of our listeners who haven't submitted their own.
1: Yeah. So, and and also you know just talking about both of our origin stories wouldn't be sufficient. Yeah. You know. Or three or yeah. three of our. Uh, yeah, so I mean rather. that's why we we also brought on a guest as just as a uh, as yeah, like filler, exhibition. yeah, yeah, filler. So a uh, filler, miss. I'm uh, sorry, I mean Marshall. Uh, would you <laughs> like to start <laughs> off? <laughs> By telling oh, us. Oh, so that's that's how it is. <laughs> yes, that, that is how it is. Wow, the okay.
2: cat's out of the bag. All right, man. I'm getting off this podcast. All right, bye, guys.
1: All right, bye. <laughs> bye, <Bye-bye>. you. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All
2: right, do how I... do we get started in watches man? Uh, I think we already addressed this in the uh, Notice podcast, but we're going to talk about it again, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah, because it. this
0: isn't the Notice podcast, because they haven't oh, sponsored oh, us yet.
2: Oh, shout out to, yes. to Wes and uh, Cullen. Um, yep, yeah, us. so. I got my start sometime around 2012, 13. Uh, wasn't really too much into watches. I just knew that I had one on my wrist. It was a digital watch from Japan. Um, didn't really think much about it. Just I just wore it every single day. Um, and then it was my 18th birthday, and we were in my family, and I were in Taiwan. We were visiting some family, and yeah, it was around that time my mom mentioned that you know I should that she wanted to get me a watch. You know, I think, Casey, I've told, I've probably told you this like a hundred times, but um, I said no because I already had my phone. Why would you need a watch? Exactly. So I mean, you still don't need watches
1: technically. Hey. I don't. I don't hey, even hey, set hey, the hey, time. Hey. You know, it's watch a want. Boy. It's
2: a want. Okay, it's a
1: desire. But anyway, but this this is true. For those of you who don't know, Marshall has a tendency of walking around with a watch, uh, which does not have the time set. It's basically jewelry to people like Marsh. Yeah. So don't ask me the time. Okay, just look at yeah, your phone. So <laughs> if you ever meet him in person, just take a look at the wrist and let, <laughs> let him know if his time is wrong. It's forever ten ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm or whatever time to watch. Yeah, then. yeah. 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 <laughs> so so how did how did you go from there, like after your mom said that? Uh yeah,
2: I said I didn't I didn't actually need the watch because I had my phone. But she insisted, so I thought, okay, let's just get this over with. So we actually got down um, we were staying in this hotel um somewhere in Taipei and then uh, we decided to just go for a walk and just look around for like stores and we found this little shop, really old shop right around the corner of our hotel, went in there and then apparently they sell, um, you know, your typical Seiko, Citizen, Casio and also other fashion, you know, fashion watches, I guess, mm-hmm. f- fashion brands. Um, yeah, and then my mom was like very adamant about me picking up something that's a proper brand. She did put a lot of emphasis <laughs> on that. She yeah. said, get a proper brand. Don't get like all nice. you know the fashion brands and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I thought, okay, fine. I just looked around, picked up this really uh really cool uh, citizen uh, it's matte black i know the i actually still remember the, the model number i know but i know none of you would give a shit about it but yeah so anyway got that watch and it just you know it just it just wore it throughout the whole trip and that's where i really started to take notice of you know people um, posting on instagram notice. Notice, please sponsor. Anyway. Thank you. Good,
1: well, well done, filler. I mean,
2: Marshall. You gotta (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do, man. It's (laughs) hustling. Um, Yeah, so I've been wearing that for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I don't really wear it as much. Any as you know, it has a defective crown, and um, I don't know. I just
1: don't know why I didn't really pay too much attention to that. But so yeah, did that watch like ignite your passion in mm-hmm. in watches in general?
2: Uh, it was pretty much the beginning for me because people started taking notice of once getting notice, uh, taking notice of <laughs> what I was wearing, and then I became very conscious about it. And then that's where Instagram started as well. I think it was around that time. Where I was, um, when I got myself an account, and then I think uh, there were some people on the platform already posting about watches. So, yeah, it was pretty much around that time when I became very uh, interested to see what people would wear on their wrists and then what sort of like, um, how would they match the watches with the outfit and stuff like that.
1: So, that was, yeah. when once once you were armed with all this knowledge right like mm. what what was your first watch purchase after that like what was the first watch you bought after getting into all this
2: it took me a while man actually so i really um i was just digging around cuz i uh, at the time the, the citizen that i had was an EcoDrive and i really wanted a uh, automatic watch so i was digging around with little money with the little uh, money i had i bought myself my first orion automatic it was a pilot's watch it still works to this day Mm -hmm. um so i wore that every single day it has a really nice blue dial i matched it with a really nice blue uh, navy leather strap as well Mm -hmm. and it's still as beautiful as it is today because um you know when you wear these watches and you bang it around a lot and then eventually you can see the wear and tear but it looks so so nice because it's a tool watch you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that kind of man i mean that was pretty much the beginning for me, and yeah, it was that Orion pilot, uh, pilot watch that really uh, sort of jump-started everything. Cool.
1: And then mm-hmm. just an, pretty much an avalanche from there. Mm-hmm. A yeah. mm-hmm. massive rolling. avalanche. Yeah. It just kept rolling. Yeah. Never stopped. All right. What about you, John? Uh, how, how did you start? When did you get your first uh, you know, entry-level Patek Philippe or oh, uh, uh, whatever, it. whatever it was? <laughs> I- I'm assuming when you were like six or seven and, you know, like it probably came out window, window. you should learn how to tell time, John. And then, you know, like, here's the color travel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let me
0: tell my own story. La? I-, so oh, actually... I think
1: I-, I summarized your story, already, so I think we're done. We can move on to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. Tell your version of the story.
0: Um, honestly, my-, my the first memory of having a watch was like some McDonald's Happy Meal Mm. thing. Like it was this bright red Submariner looking thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, And then like I had various watches. And I guess fast forwarding to like in my teenage years um, like I I was getting these I, I guess more of like fashion but not like daniel wellington kind of stuff but like you know like void so void watches they had a couple of pretty interesting uh designs mm-hmm. um uniform wears that was also like a very simple uh minimalist style of of watch um <clears throat> and then from like from i think from then like my my dad my dad gave me his um so, Let's like we've co- we covered, not yet, not yet. We covered <laughs> so we covered this in like a previous episode, but like so, um, Alain yeah. Silverstein. Mm-hmm. All um, right, yeah, his yep. Panerai, and fuck, there's one more thing, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, like, I, maybe it's just it's like so unmemorable. <laughs> right, right. Oh no, no, no. Oh shit, no, no, no. It's uh, it is a uh, Gerald Genta. Uh by oh, right. how how okay, because it's it's way too big for me to wear that often. So he, uh-huh. he gave me he gave me these these watches and then let, that kind of kick-started the like oh maybe I should look into like mechanical watches instead of oh. these like um fashion court stuff. Okay. Um so I got my first Seiko.
1: Nice. The Seiko so what, what 5.
0: That would be the SNK 803. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's
1: sort of pilot looking one, right? Still yeah. Beach, like, how, field, one. Um,
0: how yeah. everyone it. Do you still it. have it? I still have it.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, of course
0: I still have it. Like, I mean, that that kind of kick-started the whole, the whole thing. Then I got into Vintage Seikos, as we had discussed for very briefly last week. Because it was mainly mm-hmm. you talking about Vintage Seikos. Yes, because um, I am
1: the expert here.
0: So, um, I had a Belmatic. I had... Um, had a couple of their six one three nine chronographs,
2: true, sure. mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and and then that led me onto like Omega, nice. So like vintage Omega vintage and um, the uh, the Speedmaster automatic that I have.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, and I guess another another thing would have would have been the. The Gilles Le Cout that I got from my dad. Ah, uh, no, my sorry, my granddad.
1: Right. The, yeah, the mas- master control geographic. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah, and like, but I would say the three first watches that I got from my dad like really kick started, like lit the fire of like watch collecting. Cool. Um, and then like w- once again, like once once you get into Instagram and that just like. Fans, yeah, social media is a bitch, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, and like cool.
1: podcasters that just tell you to buy everything, mm. Mm, yeah, true, yeah, podcasts with the tagline byla, yeah, basically, yeah, those, those are terrible, terrible podcasts. Uh, <laughs> speaking of this terrible podcast, uh, you know, since, since we're talking about all this today, uh, my origin story, I think I've mentioned this as well on the notice podcast, but nobody listens to that everyone listens to this podcast and it's something yeah. i think i haven't brought up here so uh throughout my teenage years i mean i didn't wear watches i had like a g-shock and then like you know you're, you're like i think it was an alba i think i have it here actually yeah this like so-called limited edition alba chronograph that nobody except you guys can see but i'm just going to show it to you guys mm-hmm. so uh that was how i i, I started out and if I remember right, I think the G-Shock, you know as G-Shocks tend to do, they're tough, they'll survive everything, except for time, because the resin case and the resin band ah, just sort yeah. of melts after a while, it just it just it's, becomes a sticky mess. Especially in our heated humidity. Yeah, so it it didn't last long, and mm. and the G Shock that I think my parents got for me was not one of your typical standard ones where you can just get replacement parts. Yeah, so basically I couldn't find any spare parts for it, so that that was dead once it was gone. Um, the the Alba had various issues. I don't know why. You would think a quartz. Uh, movement from ALBA would be pretty solid and reliable, but apparently not. Uh, we, we I had a lot of issues with it. I had to change battery multiple times, and then finally at one point it just died as well. So where all this really started for me was when I was uh, when I first started working as a doctor, uh, doing my internship or housemanship, however you want to call it, and uh, the ALBA had died once again, but I needed a watch for work, you know, like to tell... Uh, well, to tell time, obviously, but also to measure pulse and respiratory rate and stuff like that. So I didn't need a watch. And there was no watch. Like, every watch that I had was dead. So I I just went and asked my dad, like, do you have any watches that I could wear? And I think by this point, he was retired. So he didn't have any watch that was currently functioning, uh, to his knowledge. So I just like, you know what? I'll just dig around and see what I can find. And when I dug around... I actually found this grimy and gr- like just gross-looking old Seamaster, Omega Seamaster, uh, which I think you guys may have seen on my yeah, Instagram because yeah. yeah. like the dial's all patina and stuff. But I I asked I took it up and asked my dad like Hey, does this work?" And he was like, "No, nah, I don't think it works anymore." That's what he said. And I I sort of just shook it up, and it started ticking. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what the hell, like this watch that at this point looked like it was 40 or 50 years old, uh, and which my own dad said doesn't work, is working after sitting in a drawer for God knows how many years, just shaking it has started it moving. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. Then I, I just decided to bring it to my room and poke around a little bit. So I just, the back of the case was actually not tightly screwed down at all. I could actually unscrew it with my hands, mm. which is possibly why it had so much water damage. But I just unscrewed it and it opened up and I was like looking at the movement and everything just sort of ticking along and I was like damn. So I found a serial number, I keyed it in and it, it told me that the watch was from like 1954. Mm-hmm. So at that point I think the watch was like 60 years old, 2014 I think when I found it. And it was still working. And I was like, what the hell? I have these modern watches that are giving me all these bloody issues. Yeah. And somehow this is working fine. Yeah. So that sort of really like made me interested in mechanical watches. Um, I didn't start through Instagram. I started through the forums. So I went on Watch You yeah. Seek, mm-hmm. uh, Omega forums, uh, Citizen Seiko watch forums, stuff like that. And that was you know, the rabbit hole that just kept on going for me. And yeah, from there, I started getting interested. And finally, when I did get my own watch, I also got an Orient. I got an Orient Diver. Uh, I think it was an M-Force. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much how I started. And to, to summarize for everyone, Marshall and I started with Oriens. Uh, John started <laughs> with uh, Alain <laughs> the <Subestine, sighs> Panerai, and a forgettable Gerald Genta. Privileged. Yeah, It was a Gerald yeah, Genta so- by... By retro
0: arena or arena by retro.
1: Oh, wow, uh, it, it's okay. It's forgettable. Like yeah. I, I don't expect you to remember it. And and, all and also a so. Giger
0: uh, master control yeah. geographic. Yeah, don't but forget,
1: I think I should mention about that, that. I should mention that this week, uh, instead of having our typical emergency vehicle and racer noises, uh, we are having thunder noises instead. Yeah. The, am I right, John? You're correct. Yeah, because because yeah. it's raining heavily where you are, so those guys can't come out and race. Yeah. Uh, they can't crash so there's there's no need for an ambulance yeah. or for police to chase them down yeah so instead we have this the peaceful and relaxing sound of thunder yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty pretty good change uh, for once it's not bad um, so i think it's like asmr yeah, yeah pretty much pretty much if if this podcast didn't have enough asmr for you uh well well there you go <laughs> that's actually from my that, end wait that's for me oh, that's, that's from Marshall's end. that's from Marshall's yeah, oh, it just started. yeah.
0: it's not this nice. is, yeah. it's not me anymore fucking, <laughs> that is fucking loud as well I mean okay yeah. like looking looking at the waveforms it's like <laughs> it's like
2: as that's though you're loud.
1: breathing really deeply into the into the mic <laughs> cool. so yeah that's that, that's pretty much our origin stories um the, does so, anyone have any Questions for anyone else here regarding these entry-level watches? I think we can just jump pres- into our. Because you know, I mean, time. John, I presume you have all of yours, right? Hmm. Hmm? You have all those origin watches, uh, including. Do you have those quartz ones that you had in high school? Yes. Oh. Uh, nice. High, high school. Yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, you know what? Yeah. S- nice. Okay. <clears throat> to be fair, the swatches that I was wearing from like kindergarten or primary school. I mm-hmm. really have no idea if they're still around. They might be. A, okay. They might be. If if I go and like really dig through whatever's at home, um, okay. but all the stuff that I've had wearing from like high school um, into like my early years in university, like I still have all of those.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Maybe maybe one of these days, you know, you can just put them up on Instagram when you get back to Melbourne. Look, I'm, I'm a massive hoarder, so. Yeah, so am I. I. I've actually never sold... Uh, I mean, I have sold a couple, but I I still have most of the watches that I started with. Yeah. And I think the same is true for you, right, Marsha? I don't think you've sold many of your watches. Um, As far
2: as I can remember, it was just the uh, the Citizen and, yeah, an Orion, that's about it. I have the other ones, like what John mentioned, you know, like throughout kindergarten, I wore a few, but it's, okay. it's all really funky stuff. I had, like... Uh, there's, there was this one watch that I was pretty upset losing. Um, it, it, it took the form of a Colgate uh, 2 oh. bottle. <laughs> I don't know what was that, yeah, but it was really cute. I lost it. I, at one point, I was wearing um, Digivices as well because they had it in the form of a watch. And I was like, nice. when I was seven okay. or eight. So you were one of those guys. One of those guys, yeah, one of those cool. guys. Cool, cool, Yeah, But that's about okay. it. I never saw any of my, you know, the citizens still with me, the orange still with me. Um, it's it's too difficult
1: to part with that, uh, to be frank. Yeah, uh, we, we we do put sentimental value on all these watches. Yeah, uh, that we buy for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, which is also an excuse to hoard, basically, mm-hmm. as as John mentioned. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's about time to go into some of our um our listener listeners' stories. Yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, shall we start off with our own Vincent uh, from our own home here in Malaysia? Yeah, uh, uh, okay. uh, we have to. Yeah, well, to to be fair, I would prefer to start with the Vincent from Melbourne. Yeah, he's more important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, let's start with the Vincent from Melbourne then. Who uh, is uh, what complicated complicated times? Yes, that's right, complicated times, but times spelled like the herb. Yeah,
0: the herb. Yeah. Yes, herb.
1: and not not time like, you know, time telling. Yeah. Uh, and his response on on Instagram was very uh, brief and succinct. It just said this fucker, and then at <laughs> our other Vincent, no, 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 yeah, God. which was which was a great answer, but I, I wanted a little bit more details, so I, I texted him, and his story was basically uh, that he uh, followed along with uh,
0: that fucker. Okay, I assume
1: yes, that fucker, because it's gonna be confusing. We say Vincent and Vincent, yeah, so. Uh, in this case, Melbourne is the guy from Melbourne is Vincent, and yeah. the guy here is Fucker. So Vincent and this Fucker <laughs> and another friend went along to a watch shop, and they were buying Seiko fives and Orions, and it was basically peer pressure. And but he, I think this was a, like he mentioned it was about three years ago. And he only really got into it like about last year, and that's when he got into AWBSS. I'm not yeah. sure what that is. Um, so that's the Australia Watch Buy and Selling Forum. Nowadays. Right. Okay. Okay. okay, cool. So uh, he said he got into that, and then that's when it started. Uh, it really ramped up, and he got. I think he started with some Seiko uh, Lord Maddox of some sort, mm-hmm. and then he just started buying watches like crazy. Uh, but Vincent is one of those flippers, so he mentioned that most of the watches that he acquired last year are all gone now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, he, he 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 has been known to flip for sure. Uh, he, he rotates through his watches pretty regularly, uh, pretty much the opposite of what all three of us are. I yeah. think.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm so, just so. I'm just looking at this
2: uh Vincent's entry. It's it's hilarious. Like the way he worded the sentences is as if he he had like a mental issue. <laughs> Literally, it has been a pretty crazy year since then. It took me three years to finally go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he used the word crazy. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like an illness. <laughs> the incubation, the incubation period was three years. Oh, that, that yeah. took him a while. So it's basically, a it's long. basically like an. Uh, Is that
0: elephant? Is that elephants that have uh, gestation period for two years or something like that?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. See, another uh, educational.
2: Random,
1: yeah. Another educational tangent. Hatchet. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. So going Excellent. back to our fucker. Yeah, the fucker. going back to fucker. <laughs> So, uh, Marsh, you want to take this one? You want to take fucker story?
2: Ah uh, no, you guys go ahead. I'm gonna just, st- st- uh, I'm, just, I'm gonna just laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh,
1: so God. according,
2: so according to our fucker, it's, <laughs> um,
0: it all started with a swatch mount Titlus.
1: <laughs> and yes, that's how it's pronounced. Oh, man. Okay, and a and a black
0: rebel, which I I don't know what the fuck that is.
1: I think they're. I think it's also a swatch of some sort. Okay, really? I'm just yeah. gonna look that up real quick. Yeah. I, I actually have no idea. I have no idea.
2: Yes, uh, it is a um, swatch. It's like a. It's like triple black. Like so so black. basically, so he just started with swatches, mm. and then yeah, pretty much.
1: Then he just said that. Yeah. But <laughs> being a fucker.
0: <laughs> and then when he... so he stumbled upon, uh, urban gentry. Yeah, which is yeah. how he fell in love with the Alpinus, and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: now he says he strays away from that
1: channel while still loving watches. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that, okay, that's moving how he on. started. He's he <clears> started <throat> with a uh, titless black swatches, then he and nervous, then yeah. he fell with and and the Alpinus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then that's and then about he, it. Yeah. Wonder what's yeah, next. Yeah, and let's continue from there. Yeah. Uh, I I do wonder what's next yeah. as well I'll for him. I'll be interested yeah, to hear from him. It's an interest <laughs> interesting journey. It, it's a little bit unfortunate that he has an avomatic yeah i mean yeah yeah he had some money at the time so i am not to take it back. well I i'll I
0: say judging judging can. by the okay. judging by the names of the watches that he gets maybe the next one will be a a vajeron
1: <laughs> oh nice well done well done
2: <laughs> and, and you know what oh god vajeron, if you have
1: a problem with that like like I said, you know, sue us. Just, just, go ahead. just sue these guys. Yeah. sue, yeah, Vin- sue Vincent. Vincent. Yeah, sue Vincent too. Yeah, and you know what, sue John. <laughs> <laughs> sue John specifically for this one. Oh, man. All right. So, so that covers our Vincent and Fucker story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I think, uh, shall we go to our friend, the horology doctor? Sure. Uh, he he's a Malaysian, but uh, he he keeps his identity private, so I shan't name him uh but you can check him out at the horology doc on instagram uh and he has yeah. not to be of, not to be confused uh, with the watchdog not to confuse the watch the watchdog you know much more succinct name much yeah. more excellent profile as well uh shout out to you uh doc so he he started with a seiko kinetic auto relay so um it was a 21 it was a birthday uh, birthday gift for his uh, 21st birthday from his parents and apparently, he, he was originally from Seremban and he travelled two hours by train to KL to get this watch. Ooh. Which is pretty cool. Uh, I, I, I don't honestly know what the watch scene was like back in the day. Um, but I you know as usual, uh, for those of you who don't know, KL is the capital of Malaysia. And most of the watches here, I mean most of the things here, uh, you will usually get it in KL first like things that you wouldn't find in many other places, KL's the place to go. And I think the Seiko Kinetic Auto Relay was one of the first um, Seiko Kinetic watches. Uh, if you guys don't know, it's basically sort of like an automatic watch. But instead of winding up a mainspring, it just it has a little dynamo and it charges up a battery instead. So he, he had that at his first watch. I think that's kind of cool and nice story as well. Based on what I've known, uh, he says he still has that watch with him as well. So that's that's pretty cool. That's nice. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty cool origin story especially traveling two hours and having it as a gift from your parents. Uh, he, he's definitely moved on to a lot of nicer watches mm-hmm. which you can see if you go <coughs> on his Instagram but I, I'm pretty sure that's a watch that he treasures as well and mm-hmm. it's the one that got him started in this whole crazy journey of watches. Yeah. Uh, John, you want to take uh, the next one? So um, the next one, petite Seconds. Mm-hmm. Our, our friend Benoit from France, in case
0: you couldn't tell. <laughs> so uh, so, according to him, he discovered that there were vintage lip watches sold around the world, which intrigued him. And that's how he got started into, I guess, watch collecting.
1: And yeah. vintage lip watches are, are super cool. They are. They really are. Yeah. Uh, he, he, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Petit Seconds, or Benoit, uh, he actually has his own podcast going on as well. Uh, I think it's over on the 5th You can check it out there. And he, he's a really cool guy. Uh, he, he collects a lot of vintage watches, especially French watches. He tries to <coughs> stick to those. Because, uh, I mean, France and Switzerland, I mean, the watchmaking areas of Switzerland are pretty much right on the border with each other. And back in I think the '60s, a lot of watches uh, they had parts actually that were made in France before being assembled in Switzerland. So there was a lot of uh, history for sure from all those watches there. And yeah, I I mean that's that's a very cool way to get started. You know, being from France and then finding out that watches from your country were sent all over the world, which is pretty cool. Uh, Big fan of vintage lip Mm -hmm. watches as well, as you mentioned. Very, Very cool designs. And also shout out to the fifth wrist like i know some of the guys that are part of it as well um mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have a podcast
0: x podcast crossover thing
1: yeah yeah I mean, Casey and john john x fifth wrist podcast yeah. yeah that'd be cool one of these one of these days man we'll, we'll work on that yeah as, as mentioned you know we've got big news coming in next year so you know who yeah. knows where we will go from here yeah just, yeah. just many collaborations in in store yeah no. so uh, our next story comes from Doc Mark Mark, uh, who is commonly known as Mark, uh, but you can find him on Instagram at D-O-C-M-A-K-M-A-K, Doc Mac Mac. And uh, he's actually, uh, you know, he, he's on the front lines kind of for COVID right now. Uh, he works as a cardiologist, but he also has, you know, like uh, exposure and all that kind of stuff to, to COVID patients and, and all that. So his story is um, pretty interesting. Uh, involves crime. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so his story says that once upon a time, uh, he told his roommate that his watch, which was a Quartz Kenneth Cole, uh, a Quartz KC,
0: basically, a Quartz
1: KC watch, yeah, yeah. Uh, was missing. And his roommate's reply, uh, which was very descriptive, said, uh, I didn't steal it. So, uh, just, <laughs> yeah, <you did>. just, <laughs> just a, a very innocent way of responding to, hey, my watch is missing. <laughs> no, I didn't steal it. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> very, 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 you know, not, not, not a suspicious reply at all. Yeah. So anyway, um, his quest to replace this watch uh, with something better ended up leading uh, him to where he is today. And I think that's kind of interesting how a lot of people sort of start with this uh, fashion watches and then they go down the rabbit hole of uh, where they try to find something better. And it results in a journey that just never stops because something better always seems to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an interesting,
2: uh, it it says a lot about how these fashion brands, um, you know, how they market their watches and how it appeals to a lot of people. And then eventually, mm-hmm. I think these guys, these fashion brands are pretty much like, you know, they're like the gateway in a way for some people. Yeah. You yeah. You know? Yeah. So it sure. really just opened up your eyes, you know, and there's definitely something better out there so yeah it's an interesting way to get into watches i think for
1: for many Mm -hmm. people definitely Mm -hmm. it's like an entry level yeah drug It's an entry level to the entry level Mm, that's right yeah Yeah. it's a gateway to the gateway Mm -hmm. of seiko 5. so it's basically alcohol (laughs) it's alcohol yeah sure sure it's alcohol and seiko 5 is weed yeah and that's how you just and after that next thing you know
0: you're doing cocaine
1: yeah and meth you do cocaine we are still stuck on like you're just you're
0: like ketamine or. Yeah, something Low, put, lower like, grade, yeah, ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: We definitely do not have an extensive knowledge on drugs. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, our next story comes from Adam. Um, I won't go too much on this. Adam at a heart on Instagram. I, I won't go through too much about this because uh, I know that he wants to join the podcast one, one of these days. And I think we'll let him tell his own story when yeah, he's on. Yeah. Uh, but he just mentioned that he had a milestone birthday and he knew that his family wanted to give him something cool. And mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, that was how he got his first uh, vintage Omega Case Constellation, I think. Uh, a pretty cool watch to start out with, for sure. Um, he, he has mentioned before that he's not super happy with the condition, and he feels that he got cheated out of it. But I mean, just the story and you know, sort of entering the whole hobby of watches mm-hmm. in this way is very cool. Adam also and, has like a lot of cool vintage stuff in his collection. Mostly Omegas. Yeah. Uh, but yes, definitely he, he... I think if I'm... Again, I don't want to talk talk too much about yeah. his story. Yeah. But he sort of went on Omega forums to find out more. And that just really led to this process. Because Omega forums, for those of you guys who don't know, if you are Omega enthusiasts and you want you, you want to look for more knowledge about vintage Omegas, that's, it really is the best place to go. Super yeah. friendly, helpful, and knowledgeable people on there. Yeah. Yeah uh we'll let him come on and tell his own story uh we'll move on to the next one uh john um so we have a a story from the watchmaker's
0: do- daughter yes not not doctor not not doctor daughter. finally we don't have a doctor that's right um, so daughter uh-huh uh i assume she yes i presume yeah <laughs> <laughs> so she says my dad is a watchmaker. Um, she doesn't remember choosing her first watch, but it was just there. And that's just nice when it just happens like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I did reach out to her and try to get a little bit more details from her. Yeah. But I, I don't know how often she's on Instagram. And it's also definitely my fault because I came, I, I responded to that message very late. And uh, she she hasn't gotten back to me. But if she ever updates, I'll definitely let you guys know more. Uh, but I mean, that's just a nice story, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just, just being surrounded by watches, uh, presumably from childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, what's my origin story? I don't know. They were always there. Yeah, mm. yeah. That, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, definitely one that we'll get more details and we'll get back to you as well. Uh, and uh, the second last, our penultimate story uh, is from Socrates, uh, except with an underscore after sock. So I guess it's okay. Race. All right. Did you think it was sock rates? <laughs> Someone just realized what that name meant. <laughs> so, you'll find him on Instagram at SoC underscore R-A-T-E-S, which is Socrates, not Socrates. Uh, I presume. It could be Socrates, but I'm going to presume that it's Socrates. Um, he, so, he started uh, with Casio calculator watches back in the 80s, and that's super cool. Because mm. those were just like the coolest things out there, especially in the 80s. They are that dope. Was, like cutting cutting edge technology. And even today, I think calculator watches are very cool. It, it's something I want to get for myself, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. By and life. he mentioned... Uh, yeah, definitely. Soon, soon. And then he mentioned that a Swatch grabbed him in the 90s, which I'm not sure if this is a Me Too story that he was grabbed yeah. by Swatch. No, it depends where he was grabbed. That's mm. true. That's a good point. And... Uh, he he. That's he, he started with this Casio and then he went Swatches and uh, now you can check out all the watches that he has on Instagram. Again, at SoC underscore R-A-T-S presumably Socrates. Yeah. Yeah. And our last sort of day comes from our friend Imran uh, and he said that I never had to buy any watches. People just buy them for me. That's nice. <laughs> so... Uh, the story is kind of that he, he's a personal friend of mine, and I think about two years back, uh, another friend and I got him a Orient Bambino. Mm-hmm. So that was his first mechanical watch. And then a couple of months ago, uh, as you guys know, I was looking at the Dress KX. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> I sent him pictures of it, he was enamoured by the blue dial version and I got that for him. Uh, he, he paid me back. in, in to, to be fair to him, he paid me back for that watch, so I, I did. he doesn't really have to say that people buy it for him, but I did help him acquire that watch and I sent it over to him. So that was his second mechanical watch and I think in the future, as we may have mentioned in previous podcasts as well, he's looking at a white dial Omega Seamaster. Um, something that I hope he's able to get soon. Can I also just add to that
0: story that Mm -hmm. so when Casey was looking at the dress AX, Yes. (sighs) Thank you, John. Thank you for that. So um, there was me and our friend Shen at WizWC on Instagram. Um, And we were there obviously encouraging Casey to just buy this fucking watch because uh-huh. even we recognized its greatness Aww. and how it would suit um KC uh, but 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 KC didn't want to buy it that's that true initially I he, did not did, he, buy it. he didn't want he didn't want to buy it and we were just like dude just buy it like we know you want it but when this but no when, when this picture went from KC to Imran uh, and Imran wanted this watch <laughs> And mm-hmm. that was the the shove that uh, Casey required to purchase the dress KX. Yes, and, but yes, it's it's always and now now Ryan it's just now Rose. it's just now it's just a bag of regrets. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: this is something that you brought on yourself, John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you encouraged me to buy it, so now you have to listen about it. I mean,
0: I'm I'm happy that that we got you to buy it, but now. Having to hear that name every single
1: week. <laughs> oh, it's a dream come true for me. Anyway, speaking about every single week, um, th- this is, I think, pretty much we can wrap up this 20th episode. Uh, as we've mentioned before, we've got big news coming up in the next year. Yeah. And we've also got a deluxe episode uh, coming up uh next the week. following week yeah yeah next week uh it'll be out december 28th we've got a very special guest on uh it'll yeah be very nice, nu- very cool it'll be a great episode like if, sure. if there's any
0: if there's any episode this year that you would have to listen to it would be that
1: yeah don't don't bother with the matic one that one was eh. but this mm. this episode what? Eh. <laughs> i was hosting man <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's why uh-huh. uh, but this next episode is gonna be great. do do check it out. let us know what you think and stay tuned for news coming up in the next year as well. and yeah we're 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 there's, calling it quits. There's no bombshell here episode. but you there's know no I guess shell.
0: I guess uh a big thanks the to teaser. listening a big thanks to listening over the past uh
1: 20 weeks, 21 weeks. 21 weeks. 21, because 21. We, we had we one week where one. we missed yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes, we, we, we will be talking a lot of yeah. uh, stuff as well. And uh, if for, for those of you guys who don't know, this is a quick teaser as well. We do have uh, an article coming out on Matic since we mentioned how the Matic episode was worthless. Uh, the, the, the episode Matic was worthless, but we have a great article coming out. Uh, you want to mention a little bit about it, Marsh?
0: Marshall, you're you're muted.
1: You're muted.
2: Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, How long have you been muted for, man? <laughs> it's okay. I have nothing to add anyway. But yeah, this this would be you know the, the statement piece for the Matic blog for 2020. So I'm actually working on it right now. I'm suffering as well because there's a lot to go through. <laughs> but I think you guys are going to love this. For those who are
1: um, you know. Oh maybe, should I should I just give it to them or, or do you wanna just keep yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you you can give it to them. Right, uh, okay. So for those uh, it may be out by the time this, this podcast is released it, as well.
2: Yeah, well, okay, if that's the
1: case. Um yeah, yeah. so check it
2: out. You know, we'll probably we be posting a lot on our Instagram account, so I think uh, I don't have to expand yeah. too much on it. You know, you know,
1: I think we can just say that it'll be a holiday season, yeah, uh, themed post, and yeah, definitely check it out mm-hmm. if you need any, you know, inspiration for this holiday season. Yeah, let's put it that. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Which we have episode. also provided last week.
0: Sorry, Or <laughs> Two weeks ago, like us. Oh, okay. Casey oh, and John. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. We we could have, but yeah. oh well. On that bombshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i think it's time to end the podcast uh thanks so much marsh for being here again yeah uh, thanks for being our lawyer oh no 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 yes no, thanks no. for being our lawyer no, our legal no. counsel <laughs> uh, defending all legal matters that come to casey and john john and before i can refute oh bye bye bye
0: Thank you for listening to the Casey and John John Show. The Casey and John John Show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John Show is approved by 1 out of 10 doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their
1: podcast.